There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well. We've been excited for this episode for a long, long time. Uh, Definitely trying to reach out to this creator for a while now, and it was just such a pleasure chatting with him. No doubt. Today, we are speaking with one of the largest names in the Apex community, the host of the Macro Show, Macro himself. It is such a great episode. Uh, You guys are in for a treat. But before we do any of that, make sure you follow us on Twitch at Third Party Pod, streaming Mondays and Wednesdays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. PST. It's been a blast over on Twitch, but if you want to help continue the third party podcast, we would definitely appreciate you stopping by for our Patreon. We are celebrating our one year anniversary with our patrons, and this Saturday we will be announcing the winners of our Legend Concept competition. Should be a lot of fun. They brought the heat. That is going to be a really fun episode. Uh, With that, though, let's throw it to the interview with Macro himself. Our guest today has over 1 million subscribers on his main YouTube channel, a talented entertainer, and a massive voice in the Apex community. With videos ranging from legend guides to Apex songs, this content creator has an incredible approach to gaming content, which artistically combines education and comedy. Welcome to the show, Macro. How's it going? Thank you for for having me, man. I'm going going great. It was a beautiful intro. I was like not expecting that. It It was like a one long never-ending compliment i was like that's it's me? all deserved it's all deserved <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it yeah jumping right into it you know we kind of want to know how did you start creating content on youtube it's a good question uh, when i first started youtube it was actually with overwatch content so like um like obviously like i at this point at this point i think the majority of my subscribers know me for like apex related content for the most part but yeah when i first started i was already playing so much overwatch i just built a pc and i was just like addicted to playing like overwatch and stuff and i was tutoring math on the side um had just recently graduated and everything so from college not not from high school <laughs> so uh essentially i was just playing so much of it and i was realizing oh i should just start recording some of this stuff and then uh i had a couple ideas i didn't have any like some i didn't have any real idea of what i was going to do but i had some funny kind of joke videos in mind uh, and it was all just related to overwatch and eventually some of those videos did really well um i was gonna quit at one point but then one of the videos like three months later hit like twenty thousand views which to me was like that's insane i'm blowing up twenty thousand views and then uh that that was just like the the start because after that uh a follow-up video i had got like a million views and i was like oh that's that's actually blowing up oh man i should continue i should make a sequel to that and i think that video was like a video called overwatch makes no sense and that one like blew me up like crazy um uh and i just kept making like sequels to that and in between doing like different types of videos i think i started like the first guide the like the for noobs video uh those style videos i did that around the same time um and yeah after a certain point the videos just kept consistently uh, doing really well um i mean i put a lot of effort into them and I, i guess it paid off and I quit my job and been doing this full time since like the beginning of 2019. So it's been pretty sick. Congratulations. You've grown an incredibly impressive community as a content creator. Is there any advice you have and you may like to share for specific steps that led to a career in playing video games as an influencer for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I have to tell a lot of people, because I feel like some people they want to emulate what I do or they want to get to where I'm at, but they, they're skipping a lot of like the beginning steps. Like, uh, like some people see that, uh, I do YouTube and I stream and stuff. And so they're just like, Oh, I'm, I, I want to just stream and stuff. And that's like, they put all their eggs into that basket and stuff. But I like, I'm not really a, like, I'm a streamer in the sense that I, I do stream on Twitch, but it's not my main thing. It's definitely more of a side thing. And I think a lot of people jump into streaming and trying and like thinking they can just do it but like i the only reason i can do is because i have the free time and i'm gonna play anyway um so i guess my my advice to people that want to become a streamer or youtuber is that you can't just go into it you kind of have to have some sort of a plan because in the end of the day like yeah people can like you for your personality but how are you going to get your personality out there right you got to start creating actual content and getting 
uh, getting your name out there. So you, are you like the best at a game? Cool. Like start making clips of that uh, and making videos. Uh, are you really funny? Awesome. And make, make, make videos about that. I think, I think the, the, the key to success is really just to put yourself out there on like on as many platforms as possible, but also to put quality content out there. Cause I'm a big advocate for the, the quality approach. I think a lot of people think as long as I'm just hitting the algorithm, uploading like every day, it's going to work out. It doesn't, it's just, it's just not true. That's not how the world works. Quality over quantity is my biggest uh, recommendation to people. Love it. I think we agree with that. It's all about the consistent quality and doing your best. Next question. What brought you to Apex? It's so natural. I feel like anyone that's been part of like Overwatch knew that at this around the same exact time that Overwatch was getting really stale and really like unbalanced because I played a lot of ranked as well. Uh, Apex Legends got announced. It was this big, it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like there's like trailers and stuff. It, it literally just feels like it just launched and what made it so enticing to people that played Overwatch is that it's a hero-based shooter, right? So you're like, oh, uh, I'm like, I'm already used to playing these games where like you fall in love with these characters. Um, and this is a battle royale. And I, I think at this time, like a lot of people have already played Fortnite, but I, ne- I never really liked Fortnite that much. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I did like the battle royale We're format. We're all in agreement here. <laughs> <laughs> so I always liked the battle royale format. I just always wish that like the controls or the mechanics would be better. And I feel like that's the reason why I didn't really like I think at the time, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 also had like a uh, a battle royale and a, a blackout. It wasn't as enticing either. But when Apex came out, it was just like this perfect blend of class-based shooters that I'm already like into and a battle royale style that was more enjoyable for someone like me. With the the, the gameplay was just top notch, and obviously being even a fan, like I was like, I was like a little bit of a fan of Titanfall, not as much as I am now. Um, but even just a little bit of a fan, I was like, Oh, what respawns making this respawn makes like top tier content. So, or top tier games. So I'm going to give this a try. And the first week that it came out, I mean, I just, I fell in love with the game, made a video on it. And then that video did, it did so well. Like, I feel like a lot of people had to transition from overwatch to apex and it wasn't easy. It was very rocky, but my transition, because at that point I've already done a lot of variety stuff anyway, um, like I was already reviewing or doing like a quick guide on videos for other games at that point. So when Apex came out and I released a video within the week, it just did really well. And then I was like, oh, cool. And then I made like a poll. Which, which legend do you want me to do a video on? I think Mirage ended up winning, which to this day, I think that video is people love that video. But yeah, uh, I just I made a Mirage video after that. It did really well. And then that's that's it. I just kept going. I was like, oh, well, there's seven more legends. <laughs> That's seven more videos at least, right? Um, yeah, and just it just just became a really natural game to play for me uh, in that sense, and uh, it's it's definitely single handedly blown up my channel more than anything. Like I think Overwatch got me to like 200k, and then Apex got me to the mill. That's a big uh, jump. It's <laughs> a big jump. It's, it was exponent. It's always going to be exponential. For, I mean, not always, but in it was. Yeah, it, I feel like I w- it was kind of like growing like that, like, and it became exponential. Apex definitely shot me there. So, I mean, you mentioned it. You're a variety. You have like a lot of variety of games across your channel. Yeah. Is it that gameplay and then the numbers that keep you playing Apex? Or is there something else that's also makes it so you keep coming back and makes it better than the other games you try out? Yeah, I think I'm in a pretty decent spot with my channel and the way that I've set myself up where... I don't get bored of Apex because I don't play it every day. So a lot, a lot of people genuinely play it every single day. So it gets stale pretty quickly. Um, but Apex is really fun if you're only playing it once or twice a week. On like, for, <laughs> like honestly, because there's not enough content. There's like like right now they talk about it right now. Like uh, June, they they kind of preemptively told content creators that this was going to be a dry spell for Apex in terms in terms of content and. A lot of Apex content creators are like, "Oh, that's insane!" And for me, I'm like, "Okay, I'll play something else. I'll play. I'll play." I got options. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got options. I have other ideas too uh, for for videos and stuff that we're gonna work on. And like Valorant's gonna release a new agent tomorrow. It's like, shoot, that's perfect timing. I'm, I'll play that. Um, you know, there's just it's never it's never discouraging because it doesn't get bored. Um, so whenever they do have an update, it's always super exciting. And then when it gets kind of like not as fun, I don't. 
I don't just force myself to play it. I just do something else. So I think for that reason, that's why Apex has been so fun to me consistently. Like, obviously, I think the game's amazing. I think the game's, like I said, the, the mechanics, the movement, uh, the gunplay, everything about it just is still, I think, the best battle royale out there. That's just a fact. Like, I, that's why that's what I feel, at least. So it's not just like I'm forcing myself to play the game. I genuinely love the game, but I also don't get bored of it because I don't force myself to play it when I don't want to, you know? And I think that's I think that's why a lot of other content creators get super burnt out. Totally. For sure. I think we're in agreement. It's got the best uh, it's the best BR out there and uh that's why we're here. But to get into the important stuff, uh you have Buff Mirage merch. And it's clear you feel quite strongly about the bamboozler. We do as well. And so if you want to lay down some of your ideas on how we can buff Mirage, uh, I got let's you. Dive I got in. you, dude. So I mentioned it briefly in my tier list video um, where I put him in like bottom of seats here. Uh, like he's not the worst legend anymore. I think Fuse took that throne from him. But I, Mirage is just in this off, in this not awful, like in this awkward place where he just doesn't do anything for his team. I think if there was like a solo mode, Mirage would actually be fine. Um, yeah, one idea was like a small buff would be you could use the, the clones to block doors. That would be like a small little like quality of life thing because I think that would help Mirage... Uh, just have a little more team utility because I think that's the biggest issue he has is that he doesn't really do much for the team. He does a lot for himself um, and that's really all he can do. So yeah, blocking doors with your clone would be really cool. Uh, the other option that I thought would be a huge change, like not a rework, but it would actually change how his clones feel would essentially be that if, when you shoot, right? Currently, if when an enemy team, uh, when an enemy player shoots a clone, uh, like a little mirage symbol pops up, giving you a rough idea where they just were. Instead of that, I was like, nah, nah. If you shoot a clone, you're scanned. You're like bloodhound scanned. So like you shoot, you shoot a little a mirage thing. It's like you just you fully got like the crypto slash bloodhound scan thing for like a couple seconds. So it really makes it so you're like, I don't, you don't want to shoot those things, but you sometimes have to if you want to like find the mirage, and it helps your team out tremendously, especially if you're like shooting out decoys like just to get a rough idea where enemies are. Now you know exactly where they are and stuff. So that was like a cool small buff idea that I had for Mirage. Um, on top of like, obviously there's some other ones that I think are maybe a little too overpowered, but like the ability to send out clones of his teammates, I think would be really strong. But the downside of that would be, it'd be almost too strong because you wouldn't, like you'd have to shoot. Yeah, If you see a bangle or like, how do you, you have to shoot. So at least when you see a Mirage, you're like, I don't know if I have to. Um, but at least you, it makes you think for a second, but you're like, ah, it's a Mirage clone. But if imagine you saw like a Gibby just like walking, like that would be game breaking. I mean, not game breaking, but it would, it would change. Like, it, I feel like it's been three years worth of, has it been three years since Apex has come out? Or two uh, years? Two, two, like two, two and a half. Is that, so yeah. It's like two and a half years of people being trained to not shoot Mirage clones and stuff. So it would be a whole different mindset, but I do think that people have learned to avoid them really well now. So that's, that's a separate idea. Um, but I think that one might be a little too much. So uh, currently the best idea I have is just like to make it so his clones scan. If you shoot, if you shoot them, you're scanned. I like that. You, uh, you recently did a video on game balance and why it's really difficult to achieve in a complex game like Apex. Let's, let's dive right into it. Let's talk about some of the tough ones, Watson and Gibraltar. What do you think about these legends? Are they in a good place? Or given those discrepancies in win rate and pick rate, do you think they need some work? And what would you change if so? So Watson, I'll start with Watson because I think Watson's a more, there's more nuance to, to the discussion with her because obviously talk about season, season one, season two, season three, even she was a must pick for so long. So it wasn't yeah. like she was bad and nothing's drastically changed from her kid. I just think that the whole, the whole game, people's game play has changed and like the maps have changed to not to make her traps more and more useless. So I think Watson's currently in a bad spot, but I don't think it's because she was nerfed like to the ground or something. I just think the, the meta just shifted away from her. Um, so a, a cool idea. I, I, I do recommend a buff to Watson or even a rework. Cause I just think her fences just don't do anything. That's just the biggest problem I have with mm -hmm. it. Like before her fences genuinely used to do a lot because the way buildings were designed in apex, the, you could just hold down like, like a fort really easily but 
Buildings yeah. have they 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 intentionally like design buildings so that Watson can't really hold them down. Like look at Olympus. Look at Olympus. Uh, there's those like circular buildings that have windows and uh, there's, so there's even if you held down that entire building with with Watson fences, a team can easily still shoot you through the like through the open windows and stuff. And I think they've done that on purpose because they didn't want Watson to be a must pick ever again. But she just yeah something has to be done with her fences i don't i don't have the solution to that i don't have the solution to that because i'm not i'm not the biggest developer i'm not a developer <laughs> at all uh but i hope they do something hopefully a rework with watson because i do think she's in a weird spot i think the shield regen buff was yeah super random and basically <laughs> totally. non-existent i think that was kind of a sad little attempt uh i think that they could do the better idea. Like I like that. I like they tried. They tried, but I do think they could do more. Um, yeah. So if they can do something more with her fences, it'd be really cool. Like make them actual traps. Like a part of me thinks that a cool way to make their her fences actually viable and and useful would be that maybe she can control when they turn on and off. So Ooh. you can like you can kind of bait people in and like you can have like a full on like you block them in. <laughs> like, like you can have like a room like where they zigzag and stuff, but they're off. But then the moment people are walking in, it's like you can turn them on and then it's like, oh God, like you're stuck in this, like, yeah, you're trapped in like a, 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 a fence gate. Like it'd be hard to pull off. Obviously, I don't think a lot of players would fall for that, but something, you know, just give her something to work with. Like, it'd be cool if they, there was, her traps were more like caustics where they felt actually scary to, to deal with and actually mm-hmm. blocked off a room. Um, so that's, I don't know what to do with Watson in, in his entirety. Like you said, game balance is, like I said, I guess, game balance is difficult. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take the credit. You got it. No problem. <laughs> like you said that I said. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys have an idea for Watson that you think would be like A1? Like, <laughs> Well, why we pose the question is Watson's tough to balance because supposedly she has a really high win rate. And so do you buff a legend with the high win rate? And that's why we kind of coupled Gibraltar in here too. Both of these have lower pick rates, but high win rates. And so does that demand a buff, even I, though they're not super fun for everybody? I'm a firm believer of top-down balancing, where you don't balance based off the general public's win rate and pick rate, because it doesn't matter. What matters is at the highest level, what is the best character? So mm-hmm. Gibraltar is 100% used at the highest level. I don't care if he's used the least in in pubs who who cares pubs i play mirage like <laughs> what do you want from me right mm-hmm. so i think it's ridiculous sometimes when i when they do release those stats like i think they did release the watson stat and they're saying like in arena she has like the highest pick rate i'm just like that's cool <laughs> like, but, but yeah. like i don't i look at algs look at the actual like tournament level stuff they're not using it like they're not using her for a reason um so i mean obviously like ALGS, like those type of games versus ranked is a whole different experience, but I still think you could balance it based off of ALGS, get that statistics, get diamond pred lobby statistics, but like getting just general, like, oh man, and like in pubs, Watson's used only 2% of the time, but 100% win rates. Like, yeah, because the three people that use her are the best Watsons in the world. So you got, you're getting skewed statistics. Those statistics mean nothing. I like Um, rewarding the best. I like that. That's fun. Well, like, at, well I've, I've always been like, yeah, and I've always been like that where um, the idea was that, because uh, it's, uh, I, like I said, I came from Overwatch and the way that they balanced a lot of their legends, uh, a lot of their characters, their heroes. They're all was, legends now. They're all legends now, uh, was that they focused on what was happening with Overwatch League. Because if they, because they knew that if you balance from the top, it eventually trickles. People follow like the meta of whatever the top, top players are using. They may not know how to do the, the composition correctly but they'll still follow it because they they believe that this is the best so if you change something at the top it eventually changes the meta again and people just kind of follow suit um like obviously when i play ranked i kind of i want a gibby on my team you know and when i play pubs i don't care if you play gibby or not but when i when i play ranked i i think gibby is a must pick so like i that's why i think he genuinely needs a nerf because at this point if i if you don't have a gibraltar you're kind of in a in a disadvantageous position um, and there's like, obviously like there's, there's arguments to be made of exactly how you're supposed to balance a game like this. Cause if 99% of your player base isn't even playing ranked or isn't even playing, uh, in, in, in these, uh, higher tier, uh, tournaments, like how do you balance and stuff? But then I would argue that the majority of players that don't play ranked anyway, don't really care that it's 
kind of unbalanced. That's like, a, big just, that's like, a yeah. good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, so that's the other thing. So like, who are you balancing it for? Are you balancing it for the general public? Or are you balancing it for the people that actually make a living out, out of this game? Um, so I, I, cause I know for a fact that I don't know about you guys. Like, like I said, I, I, I don't care that Mirage is the worst legend. I will still play him in pubs. Like he's, He's just fun. Hey, yeah. Rampart Mirage is our favorite uh, pubs <laughs> duo. So it's, you know, we, we feel it. <laughs> we make it work with that. Um, another thing you mentioned in your kind of game balance video is that adding legends or characters uh, makes game balancing more difficult. That is obviously a tough selling point for developers. But do you think there's an argument for focusing on quality of life balancing or over new content to maintain a player base or the health of a game it's i know they it's it's if it's a business like if you're a business you're gonna have to release new content because they just see it they see the moment they release a uh, a new legend that that video is like number one on trending and that uh the people streaming it is like now there's millions of people watching like apex and stuff so from a business perspective you have to consistently be making new content but there is the risk of, of, of breaking the game completely. Um, luckily for Apex Legends, it isn't as the the Legends abilities aren't as game breaking as like say a, a Dota or a League of Legends or an Overwatch, um, where in the end of the day the the it's not too hard to tweak some a character being too overpowered, with the exception of I believe Watson when she first was released no legend has been so overbearing that it was that they had to do something about it like it was so like clearly a, a must a necessity to like the to the way you play a specific type of game um cuz like I think when Octane came out like yeah he was good but he wasn't used at the highest level um I I think the closest they got into that kind of an issue was like Horizon because they did make totally. her a bit a bit strong, but she still, in my opinion, wasn't it wasn't too bad and it was easy to tweak. Within a season, they they uh they just adjusted her uh or within two seasons I guess uh, they adjusted her her tactical ability, um and now she's not used at all. <laughs> but uh, so. I think the cool part about Apex when it comes to them releasing new legends is that the legends themselves don't necessarily break the game because because like I said their tactical's and their ultimates they can't re- they don't change as much as other games do if that makes mm-hmm. sense. No 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 um, it, it makes like, sense. Yeah, like they've like, talked about how they want it to be a gun game first with legends yeah. second essentially. So yeah cuz like I think in that same video they mentioned like the reason why I bring that I brought that up is that it a, a character being introduced single-handedly broke Overwatch. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to give you an example, like literally, yeah. you can pinpoint the exact moment that the game was like, "Oh, this is this is not going good." Um, I haven't yet to see a legend do that for for Apex, mm-hmm. where it's like, "Oh my lord, this is this this legend's introduction just all the way down." Right? Yeah, I think um, you mentioned Horizon probably being the the closest they've at least come to that since. But it uh, wasn't. But it, but it wasn't like. But it wasn't like game breaking, if that makes sense. It was mm-hmm. just it was just annoying more than anything. It wasn't like, oh my god, she's literally like it's unplay it's un I can't play this game anymore because Horizon's in it and stuff, you know? It's it's more just like, oh, she's pretty strong. Darn Overwatch <laughs> breaking the game. Classic. <laughs> well so. Macro, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is that it's clear to us you think a lot about the game and are really knowledgeable, <laughs> yeah. not just about like gameplay, but also how to make the game successful. Uh, one thing we kind of like to talk about is that we stopped ranking legends because it seemed not very nice to us to have crypto and mirage at the bottom because you kind of mentioned it like with Watson as well when they're played at their best by the best players anyone can be dominant even more so than like the pathfinder or wraith that dominates apex in a way our question though is do you think the best move for apex is to do more buffs in general to bring people up or nerfs to bring those top people down is there maybe a middle ground in between there what do you overall think is best from a philosophical perspective oh i I have actually a perfect answer for this and there's a really good video um i I feel bad because i don't i don't remember the name of the the guy but he does videos on fighting games and he actually explained it perfectly the importance of buffing versus nerfing and the reality or the thing that he believes and most people can you can agree or disagree but buffing is always the better choice like buffing legends to be better and on par with like the best legends is just better 
for the community because as a fan of a character, you don't want to see your favorite character just get nerfed to the point where it's unusable. Totally. You would instead rather everyone else's characters get to your level. So like if so when when Horizon got nerfed, like don't get me wrong, I think it's smart to nerf characters every now and then. Sometimes you don't want to make every character stupid stupidly strong, but I think it's smarter to do big buffs to to the lower tiers and tiny tiny nerfs. So a good example would be when Horizon got nerfed, they nerfed two things at the same time. And I think I also explained that in my video where I think Apex does this thing where they over buff or over nerf a bit. Um, with Horizon's nerf, they nerfed her tactical by making it so it goes up slower. Like you go up slower with it and also you stay on top of it for less time. So I was like, that was two nerfs at the same time. It was I, the most I, intense I, nerf we've seen. And, but, but I think I think the best, the weird part about that is I think she would have been in a good spot if just one of those nerfs went through, not both. So it's like either you go up the same speed, but you can't be up there in like in like you know heal a whole battery, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so if that if that was a nerf, or vice versa, you go up slow, but you can stay up as long as you want, like like or as long as until the duration goes away, like it previously was. I think one of those changes would have been nice to see, and the downside with the 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 speed at which Apex updates is that they can't do those small changes enough. And I wish they did. Because I think when you when it goes with nerfing, I think, like I said, nerfs should be small, should be little things. Buffs should be big. Um, so when they did buff like Octane, that was also the issue with Octane and stuff. Like I think they they buffed him like a little bit one time. I think they made it so that his uh his he could first uh I'm trying to remember what, what was the big thing. He could first, jump they, pad. they added they added the double jump to his jump yes. pad, which yeah. was already cool. It was great. That wasn't what broke him, um, but then they then and he's not broken. I think he's in a good spot. Um, and I think they the next thing that he did was they made it so that you, when you slide into the jump pad, it goes more horizontal than vertical, which is a great mm-hmm. change. I think that was literally made the game and made Octane super duper usable. Had they just done both of those at the same time as a big buff, it would have it would have uh, it would have been more noticeable and it would have been easier for them to tweak at that point. But since they since they it came so incrementally, they didn't, they couldn't really pinpoint what was the broken part about Octane. Um, because they don't was it was it the double jumping is it the slide mechanic what was the broken part right and they couldn't really do that um, because octane wasn't in a spot where he was used even with the double jump or even with the uh with the slide thing but if you do it all at once you can kind of be like oh he's good now okay let's let's tweak let's tweak one of these back and see which one is keeping him at bay uh which one's which one's the broken part about it um and instead they like nerfed the amount of heals the amount of damage his stim has Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i don't think the stim was the issue here guys like i think you're pinpointing the wrong problem um so yeah but like i said i think nerfs of the nerfs should be small and buffs should be big but in general i think if they could buff more right like i think if every character could be on the same level as gibraltar currently is um i I don't know how they could do that but it would be better for the (laughs) for the player base like every fan of every character would have some some busted mechanic of their character. Like imagine Rampart is like super useful. It's so but tough. I mean, that's that's exactly we're all in agreement because we think that every legend should be playable and viable, and that's going to make the game more fun. The just the difficulty of it is how do you make a turret or a mother load as good as a portal? <laughs> like how do you do that? So it's like it's a hard challenge, but I think I think we're all in agreement that. You have to try more buffs, but but no, Henry, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I think that's the other thing that Apex can never truly achieve, just because some characters just will never have that utility. But as long as they're all fun, mm-hmm. like as long as they're all genuinely a blast to play, and you, there's there's cool cheeky things you can do, I think the game will be in a fine spot. Like that's the problem I think I have with Fuse and Rampart is that I don't even think they're that fun to play sometimes. That's that's the biggest problem. But like I had some cool ideas for like for Fuse. I think what makes Fuse unfun is that you have these characters with high mobility like Octane and Horizon and, and Pathfinder and those characters are just a blast. Even like Wraith when she portals has decent mobility. Um, but with Fuse, he has no mobility. So you're just this grenade guy and this big flame ring thing. Um, so right. a cool idea for Fuse was just the idea that he could grenade jump. Like he doesn't take any damage from Ooh. his own grenades. Mm-hmm. And so they're, like so the buff would be that he can't take damage from grenades anymore. So now you're like, oh, I'm going to be carrying around frag grenades because i can also grenade jump like because be cool. i'm because i'm fused so that would be like a small fun. little a little fun it'd be an insane buff obviously because you can just walk in with your knuckle cluster into rooms and not have to take any damage but i mean that's 
he's the guy that survives explosions and stuff, man. <laughs> he's, I mean, I think you could do so, a lot for Fuse right now and he still wouldn't uh, but I, be but threatening you know what I mean? the top. It's, it's something like that where like even maybe he still takes a little bit of damage, but the fact that he can tank grenades like a lot better or something and therefore gives him a new, a whole new uh, level, like a whole new skill ceiling. That like makes it so like oh like the highest level fuse players over here like let me kill this guy with a Kraber shot let me just trick shot grenade jump like something you know something like crazy like, mm-hmm. yeah and people would be super hyped to play the guy again and then he may not be used at the highest level but at least there's a dedicated like huge group of people that are like this guy's so much fun to play mm-hmm. um yeah you've thrown out a lot of really good ideas but to ask you kind of straight up if you could focus on only one legend what would you change about him right now just one legend? That's the hardest question out right here. <laughs> I already gave you Mirage too, so. <laughs> you can default to that. That's a great one. No, no. Mirage is, I want to give you one that's more of like a full, a, a, a different one, a little spicy one. He's like, um, let me pull up my video. <laughs> no, no, because there was some I didn't even mention. And like, because they're just like, I have a lot of different ideas that could work for different legends. Um, I mean, for starters, there's like, uh, shoot, who's the <laughs> I'm trying to, I gotta remember all the legends that came out. Uh, Crypto is a legend that I think mm-hmm. about a lot because I do think he's he's one of those characters that's so borderline broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's always like teetering. It's like oh man, like his kick is insane, and it's also just like oh, but he's like an AFK like like little dweeb. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh no, oh we apologize, Crypto mains. <laughs> <laughs> this that's the the duality of Crypto mains. It's just like you're either like doing some insane, like I'm doing like a thousand damage to the enemy team, or you're just like nothing on your phone. It's, it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm playing Raid Shadow Legends, um, but <laughs> so Crypto is one of those legends that. Yeah, I'm always. I always think about the ways that they could buff him, but I always think how broken he'd be in these scenarios. <laughs> like the one idea I've always had was like this should just be an ability for you to throw your drone, like without having to go in it. You can just kind of yeet it to like, a spot. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the downside with that would that I think it'd make him way too strong because now you have this EMP grenade essentially that is the like the one downside of crypto is that you have to stop to like. To, to to visualize like what's going on and a lot of really good crypto players have gotten so good at like being able to move it in like they use the momentum and like they're sliding while doing it like mm-hmm. they have like insane skills and i think that's cool about crypto but i think what would make what would make crypto a lot more fun would be the ability to yeah just like either have the option to like yeet out your drone like just throw it out there emp or have it or like a, a side one that wouldn't be as maybe won't be as broken is that you have the crypto drone is like a, a follow mechanic where it just follows you right which i know sounds like annoying because now you have like the scan on lock mm-hmm. but it's like it's not like the scan's that busted you have to be right in front of like the crypto and you can shoot it it takes like a second um and if you try to emp in that scenario you, you'd emp yourself so it wouldn't be the most busted mechanic so that's that's the one idea i thought crypto could could work because i think that their own the drone should he's a freaking hacker like your drone can't follow you <laughs> your drone doesn't have the ability sure to, just, to just it follow seems you, like he'd be you. able to figure that one out if he wanted to no doubt. i love your um, process in that does it make sense with lore then do it <laughs> no because yeah, oh, i mean you have to respect the lore too yeah. you don't want to you don't want to piss off the fans uh, with like with a with a drastic change that doesn't even make sense. Man, that's the problem uh, with Rev and the lore. Explosions. Yep. Oh, I mean, Rev is just a character that doesn't make any sense, man. I can get <laughs> on about Revenant. Like, hey, let's Revenant, hear the Rev thoughts. Let's do it. Because Revenant is one of those characters that is so frustrating. Oh, he's a good example of like they buffed they they did they, they did it again where they buffed him like crazy, but they can't pinpoint what was the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, what 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 went wrong? Was it the radius? Was it the health? It's like I'm pretty confident it's the health. Like, I think it's the fact that you come back with 50% of your health yeah. more than the radius. Like, I think people are like, are over, are giving too much credit to the, uh, to the, the fact that you can use it with like a jump pad and use it with like a Valk ult or whatever. I agree. Um, There's just something so tough in there though with the, like we, Henry and I talk about this a lot and we talk about that an ability like the Rev Totem where you need pristine communication with your team <laughs> in a game where you know, you play with randoms and pubs. There's a lot of players that you're not going to all hit the rev totem. And one person going that an entire team in a rev totem is not going to be very good. But then if you buff it too much, then the really good teams are going to just be able to dominate with it. Well, well, Shay and Henry, do you guys think rev's in a bad spot? Out of curiosity? I think that we don't want to see a rev meta. 
So in that way, we think it's fine. But I have a, I have a fun little surprise for you because he's definitely in a great spot right now. <laughs> okay, All right. Okay. Okay. Like, cause, so we've been playing like a lot of Masters ranked and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think World's Edge was more the issue but i I haven't seen so much in olympus yet um but on world's edge when we were playing last split it was like really frustrating how strong the rev octane pushes were because of how Mm -hmm. because you have so much verticality on world's edge you have these big buildings um so the rev octane pushes which i thought would be slightly nerfed because they they like they didn't really nerf anything except octane stim which once like i said that's not the issue here Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the rev octane meta is still a thing because like like i said you you go in like unranked you're gonna be coordinated um you do you go like oh we're gonna rev push and we're gonna jump into this building like we did it from like from the sniper's perch you know bloodhounds uh or bloodhounds trials, uh right? trousers on the top there we we went from the top of the hill we jump headed onto a building on the bottom and we were able to knock two people like we got sent back and we're like okay now we just go back in uh, and we have 50 percent of our health like obviously even if we didn't have 50 percent of our health like it's still an insane it's still an insane ability because you just have this free push that you would otherwise never be able to do. Like, even if the push fails, you have the safety of coming back. Okay, that didn't work. We'll just heal up. But like, yeah. if it works, then you guarantee like you're going to get this, this, this team wipe. Um, and I think that's, that's why Rev is in such a scary place. Cause I don't know if like Rev is clearly like an enabler with his ultimate, but like, and I don't, I hope they don't nerf Octane and they don't nerf Val because they don't nerf all these mm-hmm, movement characters mm-hmm. because of Revenant. I, if anything, the way you can make Revenant work is that maybe ultimates don't work with Revenant. Like the That's moment you're in the, in, in, before in, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the moment you're in your shadow form, um, you, you can't use jump pads. You can't use zip lines or maybe you can still use zip lines, but like you can't use, yeah, like a, a specific jump pad, movement mechanics. Much, yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, I other think people... you could get away with no abilities at all. Mm-hmm. Like, if you yeah, have death honestly. protection, that's an ability. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get a bubble, you don't get a phase, you don't get anything. Yeah, but... it's, it's a lot of things that are problematic about it. And I agree with you. I 100% agree with you there, Henry, because I think that's that's what's so frustrating about Revenant is that you get to play the game for free, I guess. Like, you get to do stuff like that would yeah. otherwise be considered very dumb, very yep. tactically yeah stupid and you get away with it because if you get one knock or you get a couple cracks on armor like it's that's a that's a free push it's insane yeah, yeah like even the nerf you proposed like would that make him completely un- unviable again right because there was a point where he just wasn't used yep um it's, so the, yeah. It, yeah it's a delicate balance it's that's why i think that's why i think like buffs or reworks are the way you should approach He's, things like he needs a full rework they'd probably have to be a mixture yeah. of nerfs and buffs at the same time yeah to to make him not I feel like doo-doo. the easiest way to say it is he needs to, uh, I think a rework's the answer. He needs less power in that totem, more individual power to make him more playable mm. for himself. Which is very hard talking to about, What are you talking about? He can wall climb like crazy. I, okay. uh, but I'm saying, <laughs> relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and unlimited wall climbing, that would change nothing, according to uh, some of the people we've talked to. So, 100%. Unlimited wall climbing would do. We would think make it would him- be awesome. But uh, you know, it, it would be great. It wouldn't do anything for your team, which is why it wouldn't be that big of a, ner- a buff. Which and is it would great. be just fun as a rev player. You'd be mm-hmm. like, "This is so cool! I can keep up with my pathfinders and my and my Valks." And like, Man, you're not sneaky, just like, "I gotta sneaky. take the stairs. I gotta go take the stairs, guys. I'm revenant. I have to like, yep. I take stairs." <laughs> it, it, and you talk about lore. He really went up that building in the trailer. <laughs> I mean, like, crazy. Like, I I wish that would be such a cool. I think I I think no fan would be upset. Like, I don't think anyone would be. If they nerfed yeah like if like you said if they do something like what henry suggested where they change like his ultimate but make it so that he's just this scary like this is he's an assassin, assassin. You know? he's like, yeah that would like, make a lot of like, sense <laughs> like like it'd be insane like yeah, like you know how he's, he crawls and he's like he's fast while he crawls kind of make him faster just, I, I say, <laughs> just put them, put them all, put them on all fours, twenty four seven throughout the match, and give them a crazy fun hitbox. Also, like, <laughs> let's just make it real interesting. Like, I always found his silence to be so underwhelming and just annoying mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's it's a very it's a strong ability, but it doesn't. It's one of those things that lore wise doesn't even need to exist either. Like, it doesn't. You can get yeah. rid of silence, yeah. and you'd be like in a chill spot, right? <laughs> like, it's such a strange little thing. Totally, like. Let's- Let's let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling because yeah, go, we go, go. we we could talk about Rev all day. I think it sounds yeah, no, like I'll between the three of us, sure. we got something that we are passionate about to ask you about. 
Uh, maybe maybe as a ranked player, you'll uh, side with this. But Henry and I tell everyone that listens to our podcast about the Survey Beacon and how it is one of the most valuable abilities in Apex Legends for trying the win. How do you value this ability, the passive? Uh, 100%. This is, that's just a fact. Like That's a cold hard fact. Uh, you literally need a, a, a survey, a surveyor. On your mm-hmm. team, like, and before when Pathfinder was the only surveyor, that was arguably single-handedly like why he was used. He was hundred percent because, like, like he, he was literally like he's. Don't get me wrong; he has like the mobility is great, the mobility is awesome and stuff. Um, I'm not gonna take that away from Pathfinder. You you like the zips, you like the ability to get to high ground, but a majority of the, the top 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 players they were they were using his survey beacon skills. So they can find out where the rotations were, so they can own a spot with their Watsons and stuff. Like the, it's it's all about knowledge is truly power in Apex. And if you're not scanning your beacons, especially in ranked, like obviously in pubs, have fun. Just like go pub stop, have a good time. Um, you could still scan. Um, I recommend you do sometimes if you're already there. Uh, but in ranked in particular, you you really want to have good positioning because it sucks when the ring's closing in on you. And you're over here like, oh, we got to get in the ring, and then the ring closes, and you're like, oh, it's across the map again. I got to keep going this way. You hate that. So if that information can tell you how you're going to rotate. It can tell you can dictate how you play the game. No, the survey survey beacon is 100 such a useful a useful ability, and like I, it's such an underrated ability, and I think people don't realize how important it is in the highest level, and that's. When they gave the that ability to other legends, it was such a big nerf to to Pathfinder, because Pathfinder lost his his one thing that was so um like incredibly useful on a high level for him. Um, and the and Bloodhound got it. Now Blood now Bloodhound is one of the best legends in the game because now you have knowledge of just where enemies are and also knowledge of like the next ring. Mm-hmm. And they also gave it to Crypto, and they gave you it to can, Valkyrie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's amazing. And as long as you have one of those four legends on your team, you are set in a ranked squad. Like you have one of those in a Gibby, you're you're chilling. Love it. <laughs> yep. We we abs always be scanning. And if there's one ability that allows you to win more games, it's the survey beacon. So 100% excellent thoughts. Um, wrapping it up with our, our last question, we're currently in an Octane, Bloodhound, Gibraltar meta. Pretty safe. Um, because there's always going to be one trio which outshines the rest, do you think this meta, do you like it? Or would you rather throw back to a Wraith, Pathfinder, Lifeline, or maybe something else? What would you like to see at the top? I think he's going to so, say Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't think you want Mirage at the top. Oh, That'd be we've, scary. we've talked about like, that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does that what does that imply? Um, Chaos. So, currently, the meta is looking like a Gibby for sure. Gibby for sure. Bloodhound, and the third is actually more up in the air. Like I wouldn't say Octane is like the guaranteed. Like he's, I think, in my opinion, he's so strong. Um, but you can fit. You can replace that third with with a Valk. You can replace that third if you really wanted to with a Wraith. It just depends on like your comfort picks. Like, do you want to have yeah. some more mobility? Do you want to have rotations? Do you want to have insane rotations and mobility? Like, that's just with uh, with Valk. Um, it's just it's a trade off, obviously, of which which characters you want to run. And then, uh, so I would say like I do currently like right now where Apex is at. I'm a big fan of where it's at right now because it does feel like there are a lot of legends that still have a lot of usefulness. Um, you can. There's an argument to be said about, like I said, there's, a, there's even uh, Revenant is in a good spot right now. Pathfinder is in a good spot. There's there's a bunch of legends that can be swapped in. Obviously, like I said, it's always it's going to be Gibby, Bloodhound, but that third really can be swapped in with like a bunch of other yeah. legends and stuff. And you as could long probably as you're replace. Okay with it. I'm yeah, okay I'm, with it. I'm okay with it too. And like the cool part is that Gibby does get replaced if you're running Revenant. Like you're running Revenant, you're not going to swap out. Uh, you're probably swapping out the Gibby you're pro- or swapping mm-hmm. out the Bloodhound, one mm-hmm. or the other, and because you need an Octane as well. Um, and that's that's a whole different like team composition that's kind of difficult to counter, but it's still there. So like there's a bunch of different comps in, but I would I would say that the biggest the the legend that I would I wish would be up there more um, that isn't being used right now at all. Oh, man, I mean I kind of would like to see Watson back in the meta again because it does slow down the game a bit. Mm-hmm. That's probably my biggest thing. I did I kind of enjoyed that. It was very nice to see like 
six or seven squads in like the final ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and Those the downside intense. Yeah. Cause, cause you'd have people just holding rooms and stuff. And I know it was kind of, a, it can be kind of annoying and I, and I don't, I think a lot of people didn't enjoy that, but I personally love those final, those final end games of just this intense, uh, Watson ultimates countering Gibby ultimates countering each other's scans everywhere. It's just a bunch of different squads and just, it's all about positioning. Um, so seeing Watson back in the meta would, would, would slow the game down a little bit. And I think yeah. that'd be kind of fun because it does make those final rings chaotic and, and, and super intense, but that's what apex is at. In my opinion, apex is at its peak when you have these, seven squads fighting each other at the same time firefights um because that's the other that's the other annoying part i think third parties are at its at an all-time high uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about third party podcasts over here yep. um, yeah, no doubt <laughs> so so third parties feel like they're at like an all-time high so i just feel like slowing down the game a little bit yeah. would be a good way to do that uh they probably could achieve this by making the next big map they make even bigger mm-hmm. with more pois because that's probably what the third party problem is is a real is a real thing. Like this, you find yourself you cannot afford to take a firefight, um, pubs or ranked, because the fear of if if I if one of us gets knocked or we are so weakened by this fight, that's a team comes in and wins. Mm-hmm. They just get it, they win all this effort is for nothing. Oh, no. um, and having and having like a Watson meta would would definitely slow that down because you probably see tr- more traps more. Just more shenanigans that would be like, ah, I can't, we can't push that. It's, it's just, there's a bunch of fences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead, Henry. Uh, that, that's my well, thoughts, at least. I, I agree. I think that would be kind of a fun thing to return to. But the reason that I like that idea is Watson rewards playing for positioning. So it, the further, it just yeah. reinforces <laughs> the beacon life. So I like it's all idea. about that beacon. A- a- ABS, man, ABS. Yep. <laughs> always be scanning whether you're bloodhound or anyone that has the ability to scan the beacon i'm glad we are all on the same page for that uh that wraps it up though so thank you so much for coming on macro uh if you guys thanks for having yeah, me yeah all your socials places people can find you twitter youtube twitch all that good stuff's going to be in the description of this episode so if you haven't had the chance to go watch or listen to macros stuff definitely go check it out um is there anything else though you'd like to plug while you're here uh, no, I don't want to plug anything. I actually just want to ask you guys one last question. Feel free. Feel free. Who are your, who are your, who are your not your mains, I guess, but like who are your favorite? What's your favorite legend? Oh, what is man. your favorite legend? After you, HB. Uh, my longtime favorite main and overall has been Gibraltar. But this nice. season, Love and Valkyrie. And then the third, just Bloodhound is incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Got a top three right there for you. No doubt. Big I- time Gibraltar. From the lore and then the gameplay, I was playing him at the very beginning. Uh, Mirage has always been my favorite as the answer. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yep. Uh, but then Pathfinder is probably my most kills and all that stuff. But I definitely have been uh, mixing it up as of late because kind of what you were talking about, Meta's pretty open. So been able to play a lot of fun people for sure. Except Mirage, you know. Except Mirage. I but guess, that's, I guess that's I'll for plug pubs, that. just like you <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah. I got the, you get the buff Mirage shirt, Shay. You need, you need, to, you need to let respawn know. Yep. <laughs> Send in the order right now. We'll just call it good. Give me the full package. Shorts, <laughs> tee, tank, sweatshirt. We'll get it good. The sunglasses, too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Macro. Uh, we appreciate it It has so been much. an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you guys. Sorry about some technical difficulties in my end, but... It's all good. Uh, you guys, you guys have been such incredible hosts, and uh, keep it up. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Love to have you back at some point. No problem. Anytime. Welcome back. What a fantastic interview! I think you and I came out of that thinking uh, the very similar thing. Just that, what an intelligent dude! An absolute pleasure to talk with. One hundred percent. I think that hopefully most of the listeners are inspired. I think he's a very inspiring uh, creator and individual. Um, and so, again, it was just, it was a pleasure chatting with him, learning about his process and his perspectives, I feel like, are well-educated and line up a lot with what we've been talking about for years now. No doubt. If you are uh, going to, yeah, if you're going to model your YouTube or your social media or any of your content creation after anyone... Macro is someone you should all definitely uh, check out and watch endlessly because the content is absolutely amazing. We're going to wrap it up though now by answering some five-star questions. If you have a question that you want to get answered on the show, leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcast to guarantee it gets on the episode. First question coming from Under the Mask. 
Hi guys, first of all, thanks for making this podcast. It's pretty cool. Secondly, I have a couple questions. Do you guys think Respawn should add zip lines around the arena's maps? And what's your opinion on the upcoming rev buff for Infinite Climb? I'm not sure if it's real or not. Thanks. Well, I think uh, just to touch on the rev buff, we kind of spoke about that in the uh, interview. So I think uh, you got a lot of our thoughts there on that one. But overall, it would just kind of be a, a fun, cool thing. I don't need to double down on what we kind of uh, just spoke about. Zip lines around arenas maps, though. Um, I guess is the question essentially, should we look to be adding them to existing maps? Because my perspective on it would be maybe we'll just get an area of a map of a POI that is more known for having zip lines. Do you feel like you're missing zip lines in certain arenas maps at all, HB? No, I think that the two that were purpose built for arenas don't really require them. And mm-hmm. if you are playing Pathfinder, it's nice to be able to launch an early one if you are buying the ultimate. But I can say as a caveat, don't play with a lot of Pathfinders that are spending the money for the zipline. So if they just put in some, maybe it would add a little more versatility to the game, just like it does in the BR. So I think mm-hmm. that it's, it's definitely a possibility and it would it'd be fun. It is not out of the realm of possibilities at all. It's always been a great tool for them to add or take away whenever they want to mix something up. Last question coming from Two Tiered. Love the pod. Just started listening. Would you guys ever consider interviewing pros if you haven't already? Yeah, well, we certainly would. Um, we're in talks with a couple pros right now, also some casters. Um, but we've also had the aim assist guys on the show now who are competing with G2. Um, and that was Dominating. a real blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you should go check out that interview. It was a lot of fun. All three of them came on the show. So I thought it was a good little collaboration we did it was a fun time having five people on a pod was uh, probably our biggest challenge uh, to the date at that time so we'll uh, we'll see maybe a uh, tsm the whole squad next time around and we'll see how that goes or something let's book it <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up though everyone thank you so much for listening subscribe on apple pods follow us on spotify leave a five-star review with your question we'll answer it on our next episode follow us on instagram and twitter at third party pod follow us on twitch third party pod check out the discord via the link in the description thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in boom whole squad down hey brother not today maybe tomorrow